a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Well, maybe it was just on the internet. Hey, what do I know? I'm just the announcer. Anyway, three people decided it would be a bright, brand new original idea to get together on the internet and rant and rave about all sorts of different topics. Everything was fair game. Things like video games. All your base are belong to us. Comics. I'm Batman. TV shows. I'll be in my bunk. Movies. Time to nut up or shut up. All we cared about is there was some sort of nerdy aspect to the topic. So have a seat, kick your feet up, and relax with our hosts, the Adahe. It's, it's always fun to beat up hookers with a giant purple dildo. Naki. Um, I say dicks a lot. Dicks, 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 dicks. <laughs> Chris. I had Admiral Akbar in the back of my head going, It's a trap! And our weekly special guest host. Now, let's get ready to talk about all things good and nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of All Things Good and Nerdy, recorded live on Sunday, September 23rd, 2012. As you can see, we've got a regular panel. Let's uh, start with, uh, we've got the Atahe. Yay! We've got Naki. Hi! And we've got our special guest host this week, Jay Clark. You might have seen me talking to Jedi Ross a lot on uh, Twitter. How's it going, my friend? It's going great. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Happy to have you. Uh, just to start off with, where can folks find you online to see, and where can they listen to you, actually? Uh, folks can listen and find me online at anelegantweapon.podbean.com. It's my little podcast coming out of the uh, L5J here, right outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And you can find me individually on Twitter at Jedi Ross, J-E-D-I-R-A-S. Great. So there you go. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being on today. Let's just start no, the show off. Pleasure. All right. Let's start the show off like we normally do, and we'll go with our news of the week. Live from the ATG and studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. And who would like to start us off with news of the week this week before I just randomly pick someone? Now's your chance. All right, Adam, I'm going with you then. <laughs> uh. I'll be the first to admit my news of the week is probably fairly half-assed. I went with the easiest article that I could find <laughs> because I've been playing Borderlands a lot. Wait, uh, news happened this week? <laughs> I was too busy playing Borderlands. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, some of the developers who've gotten a hold of the um, the Wii U console and even the Wii U people themselves have talked about, about their CPU power actually being a little bit less than the 360 and PS3, but their GPU power is almost double. Um, it's an interesting, you know, odd combination, um, but some developers are having a bit of an issue with it uh, as it is causing actual dealing a bit of lag in occasions where there are lots of things going on, like a lot of mobs oh. running at you and whatnot. Did Developers just... are going to do to work around the hardware limitation with the CPU, um, probably try to put more and more work on the GPU, being that it's almost double. Um, but yeah, and... Uh, from what I've been able to tell, tell, uh, it can run Call of Duty, whatever stupid crap. Uh, at Modern 1080p. Block Ops Warfare. <laughs> yeah, it, it can run it at 1080p and get you over 60 frames a second, um, just fine, and it's apparently perfect at that. But um, games like uh, 
you know, Total War, or I think it's what it is, Total War. Uh, uh, the one mentioned here is Warriors Orochi 3, uh, where it throws a, a ridiculous amount of enemies at you all at once. You'll get a bit of lag because of it. So, is this like... Is it, would it be fair to say this is almost like a full next-gen console, then? It's almost like a half-step forward in some cases, compared to the current crop of consoles, you think? Or I don't understand why they would have went with a less powerful CPU than they currently are running in the, in the current gens that are out there. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, um, my guess is it's a price thing, so they can keep the price low for the Wii U release. They, they blew their budget on the, on the GPU? Well, they blew <laughs> their budget on the gamepads, I think. I mean, because... The the launch price for Wii U is in line with the current price for most consoles. When you think back to the launch of the PS3 and the Xbox 360, they're about five or six hundred bucks a pop, depending on what you did. Are you talking the deluxe version or the well, two ninety nine version? Either they're it's either two ninety nine or three forty nine, depending on what you're doing. And both those prices are still around what you pay now for a current gen Xbox or PS3. I don't know. I paid well. I have a special edition Xbox, so never mind. I'll just shut up. <laughs> Gears of War, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a big gamer, but that's one of the games in the past few years that I actually did play start to finish was Gears of War. That was an awesome game. Yeah. It's my really special cool. edition little thing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Go ahead. Sorry, uh, Eric on, on the YouTube side says it's three processors currently in the Wii, so probably a cost thing since they already have a lot of those laying around, so to speak. That's that's about what I was thinking, to be honest. Oh, and he also calls Call of Duty whatever stupid because it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what they used in the article, so I had to use it too because I didn't have any other any inform- information. Um, Call of Duty. Call of Duty is a pile of shit. Did you, oh, God, I should, I should, I should put that as my news of the week. Oh my God. Do too then. <clears throat> it's all you, Adahey. Wall Street dead. Journal. Like Wall Street Journal. I don't know who the fuck goes to Wall Street Journal for game reviews, but that idiot <laughs> who compared Borderlands to Call of Duty. What? I guess. Yeah. He FPS? said, "He said Borderlands 2 is a horrible FPS crossover, and is nothing like Call of Duty or Halo, and is one of the worst games ever made." Can we all just visibly facepalm like right now? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "There's no, there's no multiplayer. I can't, you know, can't go into giant multiplayer matches and kill other people." And uh, the point of the game. All the guns seem so random and pointless, and there's so many of them, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm like, do you even know what you were doing before you reviewed the damn game? Well, face, palm, repeatedly. Oh, my God. This dude's been getting so much hate on Twitter and Reddit. Reddit's been tearing him a hole. It's been pretty fun. I I, I imagine, like, uh, who goes to the Wall Street Journal for game reviews anyway? But still, come on. Well, okay, speaking of game reviews, uh, did you see that the guys from Penny Arcade, oh, one of the guys from Penny Arcade did not like Borderlands 2 at all? That's his, that's, I mean, it's fine if you don't like it at all, as long as you're not saying it's not Call of Duty. Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure yeah, he understands true. the concept of what Borderlands is supposed to be. That's true. He's not thinking it's supposed to be a Call of Duty clone. Yeah, well, no, I just saw that and I thought it was interesting, because 
I, he was the only person who I've seen so far put give it a bad review, not including Wall Street Journal, journal guy. Because fuck that guy. What? <laughs> I, mean, but, I can't believe you're talking about game reviews from the Wall Street Journal. And <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea they even bothered with such things. I know, right? But to be That's fair, awesome. though, if you've ever read any of the Forbes stuff, Forbes has a really good game section on their website. I read a lot really? of stories from Forbes Gaming. That's cool. Which blew my mind that they put so much effort in having a, a viable gaming section. And they were some of the people that came down the hardest on the Mass Effect 3 original ending, too. So that was fun to watch that a big media corporation news site or whatever was sort of on our side. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice. Did they fund the 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 the, um, the petition for Congress? Because... I, I don't think they funded the petition to Congress, but I know they mentioned a lot of the protests online and the petitions that were being signed on there, not necessarily to Congress, but to Bioware itself. <laughs> Eric says, in other news, Skyrim is also awful first-person shooter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go up next on my news of the week. This is going into the comic side of things, is that... uh. A current writer who works for Marvel by the name of Greg Rucka has given an interview talking about, as he put it, quote, the grotesque Hollywoodiz Hollywoodization of Marvel and DC Comics, which, <laughs> which is, I read it and I went, you know, he's actually pretty right. So let me just read a couple of his quotes out of this interview. The first being, um, quote, you were seeing a grotesque Hollywoodization of the two main comp companies. There was at least a period where I felt the way they wanted to make money was by telling the best stories they could. Now the quality of the work matters less than the book when it comes out. There's a far less, excuse me, there's a far less desire to see good work than to just see work done. Let's see. And he was all, he also goes on to talk about the fact he was writing Punisher and it was a well-reviewed book. It was well-liked by critics. And then they just kind of abruptly dropped on the fact that, hey, we're going to add this, him to a team in the future. So we're going to have to change how all this works. And let's see. He goes on. It's a very interesting story. I don't want to read the whole thing, but a lot of it he goes into is basically the premise that comic book, the big two nowadays are basically just trying to make money and they don't care as much about the story, which is kind of a thought I've had with a lot of these random crossovers and things that are going on now. And I kind of like the fact that some of the authors are coming out and saying that and going, I think I'm just going to move into the indie world where I can create a character, control them, and then do what I want with them and not have them just be around to sell movies. Yeah, I can kind of see the point to that, but I think it's hard when you start crossing them over because it's two cons completely different entities in a way, you know, the movies and the comic world, even within the big two, right? Right, but a lot of cases now, it's like they almost leverage the comics to help sell the movie because a lot of things you'll see happen, they time something oh, in the comics so a character comes back at that point in time when they've been gone for years and things like that. I will give DC credit, though. When Dark Knight came out, they had the balls to keep Bruce Wayne dead because they'd killed him off at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's got a lot that also comes down to the difference of audiences these days is to, you know, kind of low attention span. If you look at comics like a couple decades ago... On one page, you'd have, you know, three word bubbles per panel per page, right? Yep. And it would take you a hell of a lot longer to get through some of the big splash pages that have, like, two or three word bubbles for two pages nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. So def things have definitely gotten more Hollywood, but I don't know. There's, I've, I'm a huge fan of the reboot of the New 52 and everything that's going on. I'm, I'm loving a lot of the writing, and, you know, not everything's great. Stuff still needs right. to, to grow and stuff, but 
there are parts of the new 52 I like, but it's generally the stuff where they basically didn't change the continuity going from old DC, because not much changed in Batman until just recently when they started doing the number zero to see all the Robins and things. And then yeah. Green Lantern, I think, was basically untouched with the new 52. I like the way that they did it in the way that there is an argument that can be made for it actually there is a continuity there between the two, you know, the pre-reboot and the old after the reboot, you know? Because <laughs> the way they brought in the whole Pandora thing and kind of brought it down to it being the Flash that was kind of responsible for this whole thing, there was an event that could still be toyed with in the future. I could see them eventually going the other way and going, let's go back to the old way and just canceling right. the whole thing, you know? That's how crazy they can get at times. And, I mean, yeah, definitely to make a buck here and there, for sure. Definitely. I give DC credit, though. The new 52 is a, a very ballsy move, for lack of a better term, to basically reset everything. And when you, especially when you look at what Marvel's doing with Marvel now, where basically it's an excuse to sell new number ones and to mix up teams. They're not really making huge changes to continuity. Yeah, it's, when you look at the money that's made from the comics compared to the money they're making off the movies, it's it's just... You know, it's not even in the same ballpark, anyways, right? No. But you can't see they can't kind of they can't help themselves, but make the comics kind of meld along with the more successful parts of the franchises, sure. right? I mean, it's not like Disney bought Marvel just for the comic books; they bought it for the movie property and for the time. I am shocked. I am shocked that the mouse was able to buy Marvel and let it be Marvel. The fact that they've just let them do exactly what they wanted and needed to do—it's just shocking to me that Disney let that happen. I was waiting for, for, for like, a, something to be passed where they're like, no more blood in comics, in Marvel comics, and I'd just be sitting there like... Well, I was waiting Disney, for the inevitable Mickey Mouse and Wolverine crossover. When Disney <laughs> bought Marvel, they bought it because they had a, a demographic that was missing from their their you know, their franchise. You know, they had little kids, they had women and girls, but they didn't have teenage boys and men. And that's what they were going after by buying Marvel. And if they and they know that if they change it too much, they'll lose those guys. They don't they don't want it to pull it away from its target audience that it's already has perfectly. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. This actually kind of bleeds into my news story. If you want me to go ahead, exactly what I was going for. It was kind of an <laughs> impromptu setup. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well played. Um. Uh, Warner Brothers has announced uh, more plans off the Justice League of America movie that they're going to be putting out. I believe 2015 they're aiming for. Um, Batman is going to be rebooted directly off of Justice League. So I think they're actually, in the whole big scheme of things, they're going to kind of want to do what Marvel did, but they're going to do it opposite. They're going to put out their big team superhero movie and then start splitting these characters off into their own little sagas. Mm-hmm. But they've announced officially that that's the plans that they're going to do with Batman. So the Batman reboot afterwards will be from that. Is Ryan Reynolds going to play Batman, guys? <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not, but let's. Uh, I bet you he'll try. <laughs> but, but he looks so pretty as, as Green Lantern. It's so sad what happened, though. Did you guys like Green Lantern, or...? No, I like I just like Green Lantern. <laughs> I, I just like the I just like the poster because he's pretty. <laughs> yeah, the movie was kind of uh, it was silly. I think he just needs to hold out for his Deadpool movie and then because he's he's, like, perfect, he's perfect for Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, he was he was not in the right vein for Hal Jordan at all. Definitely no. not. He should have been Wally West if he was going to be a DC character. It yeah, was the Green right. Flash. Yeah, the Green uh, Flash. Totally. But 
I think DC kind of <laughs> has to go with the team movie first because they're so far behind with Marvel that that's the best way to catch up is put your big guns out there. Yeah, I think they're in a bit of a pickle right now, though, because like Superman, Man of Steel is ready to come, which I'm so excited for. I'm a huge Zack Snyder believer. and uh, But they haven't quite announced whether Superman in Justice League is going to be Henry Cavill or not. And, you know, A, he's in a great position now because if they come to him and they're like, if the movie's a big hit, they're going to go to him and be like, can you be Superman in Justice League? He's right. going to be like, I will do it for $5 billion. Sure, let's go ahead. And do anything for $5 if, if billion. If worse comes to worse, Brandon Routh needs work. Nice. <laughs> that begs the question, do you immediately reboot Superman again two years after you've had one guy play him? They kind of force They've done it before. Head. No, but they could recast because they've done that before and... Other Hollywood movies, not necessarily superhero ones, but look at James Bond, where James Bond, it's roughly the same story. They just put a different guy in it every five or six movies. Yeah. <laughs> they, they said something to that effect of that's what they'll do with Iron Man one day. It's because Robert Downey Jr. will get to a point one day where he really will not have the look of Tony Stark anymore, things like that. So they envisioned, you. Being, they envisioned it being more of a uh, James Bond kind of reboot where you just basically change the actor who plays the role and keep everything roughly the same. Well, they did that with the Hulk. He is Tony Stark, though. I do think he is Tony Stark personified. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a magic in plastic surgery and Photoshop, but <laughs> besides that, like they did that with the Hulk, kind of. I mean, they didn't really re- they didn't reboot his story for the Avengers movie. They just recast him. It was no longer like, well, um, Edward Norton. Him. Yeah, they had just didn't. They didn't have a good relationship with Edward Norton, so they kind of had to. <laughs> Which makes me sad, because Edward Norton is one of my favorite actors in the world. I love him. Mark Ruffalo is such a better he, Hulk. He did a really good Hulk. So they I, both I did in their own ways. They did their own great Hulks, absolutely. Agreed. But the thing about Robert Downey Jr., um, what they did with him, which if you look at every other person pretty much cast as a superhero, other than Robert Downey Jr., it hasn't been very age-appropriate. Like, he's not, like, a young man, you know? No, he's, he's not. Like, he's, like, an older guy, and he's that age bracket that when we thought of superheroes when we were kids, at least I did, they were around that age. They weren't all, like, you know, 34-year-old Batmans jumping around and stuff. They were, like, men, you know, like older guys, like Clooney age and stuff. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? You know, I hate to say this. I've gotten in trouble for saying this before, but I'll bring up one of my controversial issues. Is that I think, take it out of the movie... George Clooney, in the right movie, in the right circumstances, in the right script, I think could have absolutely pulled off Batman. I don't. I blame more Schumacher for killing the franchise than I do George Clooney. And I, I, I agree with you there to an extent. He can act. George because, Clooney can act. You know. Because George Clooney is a fantastic actor. I don't know what the fuck they did with the Batman and Robin movie. Yeah, exactly. And especially now. If he did it now, this age, you know, and he was more of a mature, like, he could do Bruce Wayne better now than he did back then, you know? No, see, I would keep him at the age that he was then. I think that age would have been perfect for him. I think if he does it now, I don't don't think he... I I think it would almost be too old. I don't know. I almost like... Bruce Wayne with a little bit of gray. That's just personal taste, well, though. He's always had a little bit of gray, though. I think pretty much since George Clooney came out on the scene, he's had gray. But I think just for <laughs> health, like just just for believability's sake, I think the the year that Batman and Robin came out and however old, how old he was then would be a better, you know, fit than than now. I think the Christian Bale Batman yeah. age is is perfect. 
Yeah, you know, either age, I think that, yeah. I think he could have done it in the right circumstances because, you know, I I definitely don't think it was him because he looked good with that cowl on, man. His jaw was one of the best ones in the mask, I think. That's fair, yeah. That's a sexy jaw right there. <laughs> you, but, you but going back like to Val Justin. Kilmer or whatever his name was in the other one? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is a good is Batman, old. but not a good Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he was the one with the nipple suit, wasn't he? Uh, same with George Clooney. Oh, he had the nipple suit too. No, George Clooney had the nipple suit. Val Kilmer said no to it, so they only gave oh, okay. it the way around. Nipple suit, so weird. <laughs> Imagine how coveted that role is going to be when they start. Like, I, I wonder what age a they're going to go with it for Justice League. If they'll go with like a young Justice League, like they were going to do the first time they tried to make. <clears throat> so, but if they go a little older, you know, there's going to be so many actors wanting that role, though. It's going to be insane. Which British guy will be Batman? Because all the Brits <laughs> get all the good superhero roles anymore, it seems. <laughs> uh, Michael Fassbender. That might not be terrible, actually. <laughs> I'm but starting to get convinced that I can play any role. Yeah. Yeah, Sean exactly. Connery is Batman. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised I'm not hearing The Rock right now. He's like, not British. He's not British. It doesn't work in this scenario. It's The Rock. It's The Rock. Shut up. It's The Rock. He can be British if he wants to the be. Rock the Rock is going to play Bane in the reboot. <laughs> he should have played Alfred. Bane in the first place, damn it. He would have made a great Bane. Hey, picture this. I thought of this the other day. Patrick Warburton is Captain Marvel. Shazam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. But, but Shaq is already Shazam. That's right, they did do that crappy movie with... Oh, yeah, the wizard thing. <laughs> yeah. The <genie> thing. <laughs> Different Shazam, though, but... <laughs> well, Silly. One, one last thing on this Justice League argument, just to wrap it up, is... Does anyone else think this is a good way to bring in their heroes? They've had a terrible time trying to get a Wonder Woman movie. Joss Whedon tried to do one forever. They told him no. Hey, so we got a Justice YouTube comment movie, about that. And it's successful. Does that help them spin off to do a Wonder Woman movie and some of the other heroes? It all um, comes down to who they give it to. It really does. Like There was an actress I, I really wanted to play Wonder Woman, but now she can't because she got kind of big. <laughs> What kind what of big? Uh, do you remember uh, Legend of the Seeker? Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't really seen it. I enjoyed was... Legend of the Seeker in a completely cheesy way. <laughs> yeah, the anyway. chick from there, the uh, you know the confessor, she would have been able to do a good Wonder Woman, but she kind of let herself go after that show. Well, you can always lose weight, darling. Oh. She's also uh, keep in mind the show's also a bit older now too, so that's true. She, she doesn't fit the age bracket anymore either. I always thought that girl who played Lois Lane on Smallville would make a great Wonder Woman. Yeah, and then they I put don't. her in a Wonder Woman costume in Smallville one time, and I was like, damn, she could pull it off. Yeah, it would be good. I hadn't seen that. That'd be that'd be good to see. But I think what worries me is they've given uh, the guy who co-wrote Green Lantern, they're letting have a shot at the script of Justice League. And the script <laughs> of Green Lantern was so good. <laughs> that terrifies me. But I, I think it comes down to the directors and producers either way. It all depends who they're going to I know they're talking to the Wadowskis now for doing it. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it goes there. I honestly, I didn't think he'd do it like he's not going to, but I thought Ben Affleck would have made a cool Justice League movie. He makes good flicks, you know? He does, but... I think one of the things that was said in a lot of his movies is he wants to be in them also. I don't know who you'd put him in as in for Justice League. True. Unless it was just like a minor character. 
Satana. <laughs> no, that's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Aww. Is the one Snooki. who cosplays it is, is Zatanna. No. <laughs> as Zatanna. There you go. Did you just say Snooki as Zatanna? Will you kick, <laughs> kick him off this podcast right I, how now? About, how about Sean Connery as Zatanna? <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Megan Fox as Zatanna. Kick him. I want him gone. I don't want him on this podcast. If you say his name too many times, he's going to come back, guys. Michael Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Bay, Michael Bay. There's an explosion in the background. Look, Transformers 4 just got greenlit again. Oh, God. Alien Ninja Turtles. No. All right, before we go all completely off track of Michael Bay talk, let's uh, kick it over to Naki for her news of the week. <laughs> um, Michael Bay is directing a movie. Just kidding. Um, Sad face. Okay, so let's let's talk about colliding fandoms because this one made me squee. Um, Battlestar Galactica's Katie Sackhoff, who uh, in the new reboot played Starbuck. If you weren't, if you are not a Battlestar Galactica fan, if you're not, you play, should be. Just it's Karen Gillins, who plays Amy Pond in the current run of uh, Doctor Who, mother in her first post Doctor Who gig. <laughs> so colliding fandoms. I got Battlestar Galactica, and I got Doctor Who in one little uh, movie that's coming out. And let's face it, both of them are hot, so, you know, that's cool. Um, what kind of movie is this? It's actually kind of a, a thriller movie, is kind of what it sounds like. Um, uh, Karen Gillan plays Kaylee, a young woman who's grow, who grew up haunted by the mysterious murder of her parents decades ago. A decade ago. I know how to talk. Uh, Sackoff will be playing uh, her mother in flashback scenes, so that's how she can be, you know, actually relatively close to Jillian's age and uh, still be able to play her mother type thing. Okay. Um, but what this this news article got me thinking, like, what if you're going to collide two fandoms, uh, what two would you want to put together? They already did it. It was Patrick Stewart and X-Men. <laughs> he was perfect well, for Professor go. X. That's true. You really can't put anybody else as Professor X at this point. No, well, the, the kid who did it in first class did a pretty good job, too. That's true. It just threw yeah. me off that he had hair. It was like, what? No. No <laughs> hair yeah, James for James McAvoy was awesome in that movie. I also like the dude who James played uh, um, Magneto a lot, too. Michael Fassbender. We just talked about him earlier. Fassbender <laughs> and it's everything. It's all circular. <laughs> yeah. I like Michael Fassbender a lot too. I'm bad but, with like names, so yeah. <laughs> except unless it's The Rock. So what? What other? What other crossovers would you want? Oh come on, the uh, the this epicenter, uh, Ian McKellen. What is X Men, Lord of the Rings? That's your <laughs> team. And, uh, and I'm missing. I'm missing one. He'll be uh, in The Hobbit, and that makes me happy. Gonna be another movie about walking. Yay! What's up? <laughs> Shut your face, he whole Chris. Was, uh, T-Bing, wasn't he? he? Didn't he play T-Bing? Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, that that did was they... that was actually a decent movie made out of a book. 
kind of like that. Yeah, I enjoyed the both, book and the yeah. movie. Yeah. The book well, if you're amazing. gonna if you're gonna pair up two actors from your from your like okay, so we got like Katie Zakoff and Karen Gillan. So would you do like Nathan Fillion and Oh jeez. And who? Like the like Rock. who would you and the Rock. There you go. <laughs> Adahay would put the Rock in everything, so a movie with The Rock and Sean Connery. There you go. What would, what what kind of movie would, would you want to see? It doesn't matter. It'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Put them in a room together and hit record. It'd be amazing. I want to see a movie with Edward James Olmos and uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, that that's, that can be a good scene for sure. Just just those guys are great actors, and just imagine the I don't know gravitas that both those guys would have in there. Oh, random side note. Kevin Bacon's going to be at New York Comic Con, and I'm making it a plan to meet him just so I can say I'm one degree from Kevin Bacon. Sorry. Do you see Google's putting in a specific button for the, your bacon number? Your bacon I saw numbers. that. Google's actually putting, mm, yeah. Bacon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah, that's how big it's gotten. Know. Google's making it like a, a featured item. I want to make a. I want a bacon number. What's my bacon number? Thirty-seven point two. I was I was originally like kind of thrown off by bacon in first class, but he did a good job. Yeah, yeah I thought so. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of first class, but he was a he was a high point of it for me. But the high point was the better uh, than X three. Yeah, the high Everything's point was the Wolverine than scene. X3. The Wolverine scene cracked me up. Fuck off. Yes. <laughs> and, and knock you wrong, not everything is better than X3. Yeah, okay. that was... A that lot was of movies are better than X3. Ghost Rider is not better than X3. Well, have any of you guys read the uh, comic line of uh, Days of Future Past? That's I the have. title they've given the next one. I'm excited to see what they do. Like, are they, like, they going to recast Wolverine? Or is Wolverine going to even be in it? Or, you know, there's... There's so many questions. Once they named it that, I was like, oh, gosh, where are they going? And then they go ahead and claim that this is going to be the movie that fixes all the continuity errors between all the last X-Men movies. This movie's going to make them make sense. I don't know how they're going to do it's that. Like, that's a tall order. Yeah. <laughs> the continuity is really messed up in the X-Men movies. No. Yeah. A little bit. Just, 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 just a tad. But they were never... <laughs> They didn't have the benefit of like Marvel with all the Avengers movies to be able to set up everything over a span of multiple single movies to create that team movie. Well, they didn't have to though either because they could have just you know not made it to be so Hollywood and actually paid attention as to what they were writing. You mean not hired Brett Ratner to do X three? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I enjoy the Rush Hour movies, but the dude who did Rush Hour really shouldn't be doing X Men, was what I thought. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's just four Wolverine movies. Yes, and they're still and they're working on the Wolverine right now, the fifth one. Is that, yeah, that include I'm, the I'm really resurrection excited. of Deadpool? I don't think so. Uh, that's his time in Japan. It's going to be great. Yeah, it should be really good because a lot of that's Frank Miller influenced. Mm. I do enjoy Frank Miller. Badass. You know what's cool? Going back to the Justice League thing for a minute. Doing your team movie first helps you avoid having to do. Even though you want to do individuals, they don't all have to be origin movies now, right? Yeah. We've already met all these people, and we don't have to go through everybody's first movie. Like, the first Flash movie doesn't have to be an origin story. And there's a Flash, let's go, right? Mm-hmm. 
So yay, we already definitely... know who the Flash is. Wait, which Flash are they going with this? Have they talked about it? I don't know. If, if it's in line with what the comics are, it'll be Barry Allen because Wally West still hasn't appeared in the New Fifty Two. Yeah, it depends which way they go for sure. Because his suit, his suit Man of Steel looks a lot like the New Fifty Two version. It does. I was one of those guys not sad to see the shorts go. I thought that needed to happen for years. He's <laughs> not a strong man anymore, you know? <laughs> the shorts. How can you say no to those shorts? It's like Superman wearing cutoffs. Just, just, wear some, just, just throw on a pair of like cutoffs and do a car wash. It'll be fine. It's cool. I don't think I like where you're going with my Superman here. <laughs> Well, we set this story up with the Phantom crossover we mentioned, Battlestar Galactica, so we'll continue on that thread. Ron Moore, who is, I think, a fantastic writer, was responsible for the reboot of Battlestar Galactica, and there is a new reboot that he is starting to do that ABC has bought a proposed pilot from, is a TV series for A Knight's Tale. Are you guys familiar with the movie that came out? I think it was in, like, 2001 or 2000. Fuck yeah. Love that movie. Oh, Heath Ledger. I love you. I just don't understand why they're making a TV show out of this. They actually could make well, it for preteens, right? Everything's for preteens yes, now, right? But it's Ron well, Moore, which means it's got to be dark if he's writing it, because he doesn't know how to write light and fluffy. They could follow See, the Chaucer guy and make it a spinoff just following him, and it would be amazing. I think that... I, I don't know. I think what they could... They could do really cool things with it and follow him from A Knight's Tale on. I mean, they, uh, they open-ended it. Well... When they say they say it's going to be a Knight's Tale, or is it going to be a spinoff? Because a Knight's Tale was, you know, is a Chaucer story. So maybe they're just going to do a series containing Chaucer. Yeah, it doesn't say whether it's a, of a Knight's reboot Tale. or continuation or anything like that. All it is is the fact that Ron Moore is writing it at the moment. It's so, the. It, it looks like it's the entire team from from Battlestar Galactica. I don't it's think not it's all just of them, Ron Moore. But, it's a lot of his people from BSG. And if it's Ron Moore, I'll give it a chance because I really like the work he does. His run on Deep Space Nine is fantastic to this day. Battlestar Galactica, I still think, is a great show until it sort of comes off the rails near the end of Season 4. I was going to say, the beginning of Battlestar Galactica was slow to me, and the end of Battlestar Galactica needed some work. Even though it did make me cry like eight times. I'm not proud of that. I, I mean... If if you bring back Paul Bettany, I'll watch anything. Pretty. Yeah, he's good. He's I in like Marvel movies actually, because he's uh, he Jarvis, the voice of Jarvis. Yeah, he's, he's in a lot. He he has. You know, I love that movie where he was the angel. What was that? Oh. oh. No, no. Was he Gabriel or whatever in the diner yeah. with Dennis with Legion. Yeah, you like that movie? Oh. I didn't hate that movie for for it being like an afternoon on the couch popcorn movie. You know, I think that's I think how it, I saw it. So. I think if like I was Constantine. I think thing. if I was stoned and drunk while watching it, it'd probably be more amusing. <laughs> really sober watching. There's that a movie. very good chance that's how it might have even went down. So. <laughs> There's a lot of movies uh, out there like that. A lot. But, well, that's how like people enjoy Adventure Time, too, right? So, I mean, I enjoy Adventure Time because I think it's hilarious and it's better than Spongebob. But... Yay, Spongebob. 
New SpongeBob is shit. Old SpongeBob is awesome. I haven't watched SpongeBob in forever. I watched SpongeBob. There's a difference. When did the line get crossed? Yeah, as our SpongeBob when expert, you know, the new SpongeBob. I had no idea. Okay, because like I, I turned on SpongeBob and they were showing some of the classic episodes, like Squidward's best day ever, where he's like firmly grasp it and he like jumps the 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 net through his hand, like it's hilarious. And then like I, all of it now is like based around Mr. Krabs and Plankton, and I think you're bored. So then again, I have the attention span of a five year old, and that's why I'm watching things like SpongeBob. And I'm gonna go back and play Borderlands <laughs> now. Bye, guys. <laughs> this is fun, but uh, only, it's been 41 minutes since I've been playing Borderlands. Only, so uh, oh my god, how do you cope? Popular TV series thing that I don't understand is is the My Little Pony fandom that has gotten me. Like, isn't that of- weird? Okay, so I started watching My Little Pony because I wanted to understand where this fandom came from. It's cute. It's really cute. That's, Tara Strong, that's she's a fantastic it. voice actress. I mean, oh, it's just brilliant. Yeah. 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 I watched a few of them too, trying to figure it out. Like, why is it so popular? Especially among you know the demographic of like like thirteen to twenty eight year old men. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? It's funny. No, no word of a lie. We were actually talking about this on our show Friday night. Oh, really? And we just couldn't figure it out either. There's like, what do they call themselves? The bromies or the, the bronies, the bronies. bronies or something? Yeah. But, because it's a completely different entity than it was when we were kids, eh? But here's yeah. the thing. At PAX, there were so many girls cosplaying as like Rainbow Dash and um, what's the one that talks to animals? I can't think of her name. But whatever, like, I kept seeing, I saw so many people dressed up as ponies, and I'm, like, sitting here, like, I don't understand. There's not even a My Little Pony game, guys. We're at PAX. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, Jeanette. It's weird. Sorry, Jeanette on um, YouTube's uh, talking about the, um, the, the, the Knight's Tale reboot. Uh, She says it could go really dark and into the dark ages, so. Well, then Ron Moore is the right person to be producing and writing. Yes. Anyways, back to the bronies. <laughs> Let's go to the light and fluffy side of things again. <laughs> My the, comment, the comments on YouTube are being really slow today, so I apologize if, it, if I'm delayed like by a lot. Well, let's, let's, go, let's go back talking movie news and stuff. Let's go to the fun stuff again. Let's talk Thanos is that it was announced at Marvel Comic Con, the creator of Thanos, James Starlin, I think is the correct name, came out and said that a deal is in place for the villain to appear in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is slated to come out in 2014, which a lot of us kind of figured when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, he will be he'll be in Guardians of the Galaxy before he has a chance of being in Avengers, it looks like. So he won't be in Avengers? Maybe. He might he might not. There's actually they actually spoke with Kevin Feige, I think is how you say his name, who's one of the head honchos, and there's a quote he didn't give away much, but I'll read the quote. He goes, Clearly there's a purpose to us putting him at the end of the movie, the Avengers that is. We do have plans for him. I wouldn't say we ever feel the need to rush anything one way or the other. We succeeded in phase one because we stuck to our guns and stuck to the plan. The plan took place over many, many years and it ultimately paid off. I see phase two, which is what we're in right now, unfolding in the same way with us taking our time, us doing what's right for each individual movie while folding in elements that will not only build up the culmination of phase two, but even phase three. So basically they're going to slow burn up to having Thanos and the Avengers is how I take that. So to use the Avengers Thanos to kind of tie into Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. They're using that to sell the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Because one of the things we talked about before is, if you're not a comic fan, why am I going to want to see this movie? 
Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon's badass. <laughs> He's going to be an Avenger in Marvel now, but... So, I'm thinking Avengers 2, Thanos, Loki, Mito? Yeah? Yeah? I don't know. Yeah? No? Depends on what happens with Loki and uh, Thor 2. Yeah. That's true. I don't know how much Loki we're going to get for a while, you know? He got a real uh, big turn as the baddie in Avengers, you know? Yeah, you, you I see the movie overuse. getting away from Loki for a bit. Yes, but you have to understand that if you go on any uh, Tumblr account at this point for uh, most females, at least the ones that I follow, everybody has a mad crush on Tom Hiddleston and they want more Loki. So, <laughs> and I'm just saying... It's the some, ladies, they might do it. It's true. And as somebody who's met Tom Hiddleston... I want more. I want more Loki because he's got some balls too. He he told Chris Hemsworth just to punch him in the face to make it look real. That dude's not small. Punch him in the face. (laughs) Chris Hemsworth is not small. Hit me. I'm like that takes balls. (laughs) I want me some more Loki, Uh, and and I I don't have to watch. I I could actually we could turn on uh, one of the Henry movies. Black Widow movie. Yes. Well, Come on, you, have, like, you got so many gratuitous Black Widow shots in the Avengers. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So many butt shots. Dead ass. Come on. <laughs> Let's make a whole movie where they just pan and follow her ass around the whole movie. It'll, it'll be a hit. ass. As a well, street it, girl, I'm saying dad ass. Come on. It is Scarlett Johansson, so I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Scarlett Johansson with red hair, I was in automatically. <laughs> uh, As a straight girl, I was in. Alright. Yeah. So, cool. we're getting phase three of Marvel movies already planning for, which is the good thing. So, the theme of their plan of what they've done, of gradually building things up, which has worked for them. The question is, we we touched on this briefly, does Justice League shake that plan up if the Justice League movie comes out as a big success doing the team movie first? Well, I think Justice League is going to be a big success regardless. You got the following already. But what if it sucks? You still got the following yeah, already. what if it sucks? Everyone thought but, Green Lantern would lead to good things, and it sucked, and now what are they doing with Green Lantern? They turned it into a video game. I mean, that's essentially what the, the Green Lantern movie was, was watching a lot of video game graphics. Um, yeah, it was horribly executed. I think, Agreed. I think that because... The Justice League has a following of, what, 80, 95,000 years? You're going to get a good turnout because people are going to want to know, you know, is this going to be worth investing my money into, into my time? And you're going to get that turnout. And not only that, the because they're going to get that turnout, they're going to make the sequels. They're going to make the origin movies. They're going to do – they're going to spin it if out. If they get that. that turnout and it gets panned, I don't think that helps them. If a bunch of people go and see it in the first weekend it's out – and then yeah, they come out and go, oh, this is shit. Well, regard- Green Lan- I think what, what Green Lantern's fault was, besides the fact it was a video game movie, it had all these negative reviews before it even came out. Okay. And I think that was its downfall more than the fact that, you know, Ryan Reynolds was cast, number one. Number two, it looked like a, it looked like a giant video game. Number three, I mean, you can even tell in the previews itself that they weren't going to follow any sort of... Well, they, they vaguely followed the origin story, but they brought in, you know, Parallax right away. You knew that was going to be an issue. It's one thing. Marvel has proven that casting is key. 
It's absolutely key. Look at any of their movies that didn't do well, weren't the greatest casting. Ben Affleck is Nicholas Cage. Daredevil. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> you know, all the ones casted right. And it was smart to have these people interwoven. Like, Keith Brana made Thor. You know what I mean? That's yeah. where DC's got to be smart. You can't just be giving this to the guy who screwed up your last movie, you know? And I think a lot of it's going to depend on how Man of Steel does. If Man of Steel is a massive success, Justice League is going to have much better chance. But if Man of Steel flops after Green Lantern flops, it's going to have a much harder hill to climb, you know? Yeah, uh, Eric on Eric on YouTube says it was sandwiched in between much stronger comic book movies that were out. Uh, Jeanette says uh, that Justice League has a strong, has a has an ideal behind it because we haven't seen Wonder Woman in forty years, which is true. You know. There needs to be a wonder. Yeah, this, I think this TV show that they're making now, though, this it sounds like good things are going to happen. It's going to be very Arrow esque, like that new Arrow show. Yeah, and it's CW. And there's that's lots of good buzz too. about it. Arrow looks yeah. fantastic. So if they prove they can put it on TV, they can make a movie. Arrow's, I think Arrow's going to be very good based on the previews I've seen. Plus, it doesn't hurt to have John Barrowman in it. Mm, John yeah. Barrowman. <laughs> I also kind of agree with what uh, with on the Green Lantern thing with what uh, Naki had said about the early reviews being bad because people obviously can't think for themselves. Um, I mean, come on, they're still buying Call of Duty games for God's sakes. Um, so. They're still massive sellers. Like you can't you can't deny that. As much as we hate on it, Call of Duty is a massive seller. Call of Duty and Madden, they both make big sales, and they really don't evolve that much each year. Uh, they even have the same name for Call of Duty. Come on. <laughs> they just put a new number in front of it. Yeah, that's what Madden does. They put a new number after it. <laughs> well, at least with Madden, like, you have new technology with with each game. Like, I don't play Madden, but I know that they, you got you get the audibles and stuff like that with this. Not always. Uh, this Not is always. Like the first, this is like the first Madden year with any innovation for, like, what, five, six years? Yeah. Right, but, you get, but if you look at, like... Call of Duty, they haven't done any innovation. Uh, you get and they're gun. still going to sell out. One new the gun. That's weird. Go ahead, Adam. It's like you get one new gun and one new map. And then you have to buy 30 DLC packs for all the rest of the guns. Yeah, it's Call of Duty by the DLC packs. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, I didn't mean to get back into gaming, but it's just like a bad review that comes out before the thing can really turn it off because people obviously can't think for themselves. They like to be told what to do. I.e., Loki was a hundred percent correct in the Avengers. Yes, yes, he was. Sheep, you're all sheep, and I'm bringing in ten things about you. <laughs> Someone on Twitch asked about Hawkman, though. I oh, Hawkman. I don't know I, if he'll be in the Justice League movie or not. That could go either way. Yeah, I hope they include Hawkman. I hope they do, but... It, it's one of those... The branding issue? You know, we've talked about this in the past, where Marvel, like, you know their superheroes better than you know DCs. Like, you know the basics. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You know, you know those, but do you know the other ones? Do you know the people who, like... I know people who've asked me what I'm cosplaying before when I walked around as Zatanna. So... Black Adam isn't very popular either. I mean, Black Adam would be perfect. To I don't know. I, I have to say that when you're kids, like when you're at least you know a young child, <laughs> you 
you spend the first ten years of your life minimum that the only real heroes you know are the Justice League. No, you don't discover Marvel till you discover comics. At least that's how it was back in the day. We were kids, we had cartoons, and you just and TV shows and movies, you knew Superman, and you didn't discover your Avengers till you were old enough to start reading comic books, right? That's true. So I, the base they've got to go on is pretty spectacular. I had, no, I had everyone's style. I was gonna say I knew I knew Marvel before I knew DC because I had Spider Man, I had X Men. Yeah, but, but go a generation after that though. Start thinking about the like two or three though, you know, because you know my two year old kid knows who Superman is. You know? DC does have a lot of uh, cartoons right now, like a lot. Yeah, it's go think of kids who were like who were younger, like in like the you 90s. had your superpowers, you had your old Batman and Robin cartoons. Yeah, I mean, DC won that with the Justice League cartoons, the Batman cartoons. They had the Static Shock ones to appeal to kids. They had all sorts of cartoons out there. I have the Young kids. Justice thing working for them anyway. It's a fantastic cartoon, actually. It's very good. It reminds I me a lot of Justice League. I haven't had a chance to watch that one. I actually Why? caught some of the new Spider-Man TV shows. Don't I saw, that. like, one episode, and all I really could figure out is every all the men wanted to bone the green chick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw that one episode. That was, that's a good show. I like that Spider-Man show. They, they did a very... But, you know, we also had, like, when you were a little kid, you remember being really young and watching the 60s Batman, no? Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's I true. The Adam was Batman. Batman. I'm so excited he's going to be at New York Comic Con. Like, I have to meet him. I'm Like, I'm, I might even fangirl because it, it's, it's Adam West. <laughs> yeah, that could be sweet. He was just on Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Wasn't but that I great? Wait. I haven't heard it yet. Oh, you haven't heard yet? I've got it queued up. I listen to podcasts when I drive to work, so that's what's starting for me on Monday as Fat Man on Batman, the last one. Yeah, that was that was my Friday work driving music, and uh, it's really good. It's a really good one, and the the him and Ralph Garman on the Fat Man on Batman before it. Yeah, and they he's had uh, some kind of tear apart. He had Tara Strong yeah, on there. He had Mark Hamill on there. They were all good. Did you guys yeah. see the video? And I was so disappointed I didn't get to see this live. Uh, Mark Hamill did the Batman's eulogy in the Joker's voice at Star Wars Celebration. Oh, that's awesome. Shut up. Really? He did. There's uh-huh. a video of it on YouTube now. But, like, I, I didn't get to see You're it in fine. person because I was running around at that point. But it just sounds... It, it's. I, I got to hear part of it because um, one of the guys who was working the convention was there and he videotaped it. And it was it was so good. Oh, that'd be an experience. That's something you remember for years to come, definitely. Oh, definitely. Uh, well, let's keep going a little bit on the Marvel new movie news side of things. There is a big rumor going around the internet in regards to Thor The Dark World about a major character that might die. So, potential spoiler alert. I don't know if it's going to be true or not. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It sort of makes sense who they mention. So, if anyone has any worries about spoilers, feel free to take your headphones off. Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm this. It's only You're, potential, so I'm not like incredibly worried yet. People have talked to Bleeding Cool, and a couple of good sources are saying that a major character is going to end up being killed off before the credits roll. And a couple of those sources have said they're pretty sure that it's Odin, and Anthony Hopkins' character is going to die. I kind of figured. That would yeah. be my guess. And if you look at Thor stories, it kind of makes sense, because a lot of the interesting stories are about when Odin would get killed or knocked out of so that he couldn't rule, and it became Thor's job to rule and I think would make for a very interesting dynamic in Avengers 2 if you have Thor who has to rule Asgard but still wants to help save Midgard. Yeah, I, absolutely. It completely Plus, makes sense. To have on your cast. It's, it's true. true what? 
He's a very he, expensive actor. He's, he is. He's, he's, even though he's in there for like three minutes. He's worth it. He was a great Odin. Like, after seeing him as Odin, I don't know who else I could possibly cast. I don't know. Liam Neeson. <laughs> That's just because you would cast Liam Neeson next to anything, including The Rock. <laughs> he wants to have Liam Neeson and The Rock do a, a debate. No, Liam Neeson, The Rock, and Sean Connery and some sort of buddy cop movie? Come on. Let's Sean do this. Connery's got to be the captain. You forgot Chuck Norris. No, no Chuck Norris. Then you get the, then you get the stupid There could be swearing in the movie if you cast Chuck Norris. Yeah, look at the Expendables too. PG thirteen. Right? Yeah. He's a he's a I still haven't guy. seen that. I haven't either. That was all him, eh? He's like, I won't do it if there's any swearing. And they were like, Okay, we won't swear. <laughs> we want you that bad, we won't swear. I was like, Oh crap. I will swear for you. Shit damn fuck fuck fuck. <laughs> Thank you for that one. Um <laughs> <laughs> I will swear for everybody. Take this ever. week. <laughs> Let's I swear see. A lot. That's okay. Well, that's what we do on this show. We curse like sailors at times. So, are you guys all like in the same place? Are you all come like live in the same area? Or no? Well, those two live closer than I do. I'm in Chicago. I live about two hours away from Idaho. We both live in West Virginia and Knoxville, Chicago. Nice. My first Canadian guest? No. No, I don't know. We had the first episode of the show, we had a Canadian, actually. But he but was he in, in Texas. Texas. But he's Canadian. He was a lost Canadian, if I his, recall correctly. His, his dad works in the oil business, and they travel a lot. So they're living in Texas right now, but he's from Canada. His mom lives up in, like, Alberta or something like that. Yeah, You're, that would be the area. You're our first Earl Canadian. Alberta. You're our first Canadian who's actually in Canada when we record the when we record the show, though. So you get that distinction. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Look, uh, look, do... Canada. Uh, lightsabers. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> uh, let's do a couple more stories in the movie side of things before we start moving on. And I'm just going to toss one out there because I know it'll make one of our past guest hosts probably fairly happy. Is that there's a Godzilla reboot coming in 2014? Oh God! Is, I'm waiting for Ryan's speech. Yeah, Where that's exactly what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but are they going to do another Matthew Broderick Godzilla? That's the big. That's the big question because let's face it, that was awful. No, they said they're going to go back to original styles, and he's going to be short-armed little Godzilla again back in Tokyo, mashing stuff up. Yeah, they so they're going to go back to the pureness of. They're promising a, quote, gritty, realistic, end quote, return of the monster's roots. Didn't they say that with Godzilla who's, 2000 or whatever? Who's directing it? Do we know yet? The director, yes. It's directed by Gareth Edwards, who did another movie called Monsters that I've heard of, and it's supposed to be really good. Who was that who was talking about that? One of our guest hosts was talking about that. Yeah, I think it might have been Ryan. Yeah, it was. Was it Ryan? <laughs> yeah. I believe it was Ryan. But I'm tossing this one out there because I know Ryan is probably pretty happy about it, and I'm sure we'll get some interesting comments on the YouTube side. And it's been sitting on there for a while, and I've been meaning to bring it up, but I keep forgetting because, yeah. Well, we've been kind of only coming to the show notes for News of the Week. But that's okay because we have better conversations because we're awesome. Yeah. And modest. But, um... <laughs> oh, guys. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um. 
Jeanette, Ryan's girlfriend, is on mm -hmm. the YouTube side. Oh, guys, he knows. He is both excited and afraid. It should be classic kaiju by all reports, and I think it was Ryan who was talking about the Monsters movie. I believe and it was. Also, she says, I don't believe he's in Canada. He should bring in one of his beavers or moves. <laughs> Get <What's> on that? <laughs> You need a beaver or a moose. Get on that. <laughs> I keep them tied up out back there. So. I, I could always ask the same question I ask every other Canadian. Why do you call ham Canadian bacon? Um, we call it back bacon, actually. Oh, so it's just here that we call it. Like, what you guys <laughs> yeah, what you guys consider Canadian bacon, we just call it back bacon. So you got regular bacon, you got back bacon, right? <laughs> So hey, that man. is your lesson in pork products today on all things good and dirty. Hey, you gotta learn something new every day. I, I, we really have to make an audio effect from the NBC commercials for the more you know when we do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's hey, do, it is half the battle, right? Exactly. Let's do two more quick stories in movies and TV. Uh, we, I'll bring this one up because we briefly talked about Arrow, is that Jeff Johns is going to be penning a couple episodes of Arrow. And for those yeah. of you that read yes. comics, Jeff Johns is the man. <laughs> Jeff Johns is also really, really sweet. And if you ever get you, you, if you ever go to a comic book convention that he's at, he's probably not at his table and wandering around, and you can track him down. <laughs> I've heard so. that actually. But see, here's uh, the thing. Yeah. Jeff Johns also penned some of my favorite episodes. They did a Smallville. He did a Legion, where they brought in the uh, jail. The, not the JLA, the Justice League. Oh my God, brain fart. The uh, Legion of Superheroes from the Future. What is wrong with me? I couldn't get that out. <laughs> Someone poke him in the brain. Let's see. He also has penned some episodes of Justice League Unlimited. He did the Absolute Justice two-parter in Smallville, where that was the uh, Justice Society of America. So he's done some really cool TV work in the past, and I would love to see what he does on Arrow because just the previews for Arrow look badass. Yeah. And the way he's kept the re reboot as tight as he has, like, he's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Smallville, especially near the end, but it was really not serious, but that's okay. And a serious, gritty Green Arrow, or Arrow in this case, I think is going to be a lot of fun. Hayes turned into yeah. Bambi. Does that mean we shot Oh, look at that. I thought I'd kill you, you all cute. Now. It's all right. Aww. He can call me a flower if he wants to. Kill you was cute. We'll do different uh, animation. You just wrote that. Uh... Go ahead. Uh, he just also wrote. I haven't read it yet, but that new graphic novel I want to get, Batman Earth Two. Oh yeah, I've heard it's actually really good. I don't good. know if you've heard of this, but uh, yeah, I haven't. I haven't got that, and I still want to. Read it, but yeah, uh, Alfred's all like military secret service guy having to raise like badass little Bruce Wayne and stuff. It looks great. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Let for our last story here. I'm gonna bring this one up just because it intrigued me that Warner Brothers is now going to be making a new Looney Tunes movie. Uh, is Michael Jordan gonna be in it? I don't believe so. But hey, Scotty, freaking awesome. Why not The Rock? Because um, The Rock's not a Looney Tune? No, but that's what I was... Michael Jordan. Oh, I was going to say, I will only watch it if Michael Jordan's going to be in it. Come on. That's because you're... What is Brendan Fraser with That's, Fraser that's Wait, right. They did Brandon do a Looney Tunes movie recently, about four yeah. or five years ago. 
I'd forgotten back about that. Back in action. Yeah. <laughs> Looney Tunes, back in action. Um, oh, yeah. we have a YouTube comment. Have you seen the new uh, actual new shorts? No, I haven't. Are they good? I haven't. Uh, I, I've only they actually are really it. good. They're up. They're updated, but done in, an, in a retro style. So they're new and funnier and more hip and stuff. But they still draw them, but not exactly how they were. They almost got like a like a retro pop style to them, and they actually look really good. I've enjoyed a few that I've seen. So okay. Who knows what they'll do with a flick? I think if they do it to the style that they're actually doing the new show, it could be pretty cool. That would be. They have said the people who have been hired so far is they hired a former SNL cast member, Jenny Slate, to write the script, and they also brought on David Katzenberg and Seth Graham Smith. He was the author of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I thought you were about to say Seth Green, and I'll be like, fuck yeah, I'll watch that movie. Seth Green would be awesome for that movie. Um, hey Chris, we have a YouTube comment that I am going to direct this directly at you. What did okay. you guys think of the cape? Oh. <laughs> I tried so hard to make it through that show. I wanted it to be good so badly. And Naki can attest to the fact that I literally forced myself to watch pretty much every episode except the last two before I finally gave up. I gave him so much shit for that one too. I barely got through the first episode and I'm like, fuck this. I'm done. Peace it had out. so much How many did they even there? I think it was they on aired. NBC, and then it was so bad they didn't even air the last two episodes on TV. That like, go to our website to watch the last two episodes of The Cape. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it it had a really oh, good potential, sad. but here's how I gauge if I'm gonna like a show or not. If I fall asleep. At 7 o'clock, because I'm watching your TV show, I'm not going to like your show. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and I fell asleep watching the very first episode of The Cape, and I'm like, oh, fuck this, now I'm done. <laughs> um, Ryan has has uh, appeared on the YouTubes, and he says, Uh-oh. Space Jam 2, Retribution. It probably is better than Resident Evil. Oh, were they going to put and, LeBron uh, in it then? Yes. <laughs> God, No. Something about that guy irritates the living crap out of me. And uh, Eric says, more jam, less space. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Chris, I saw Jeanette's comment of the cape, and that had to go to you. (laughs) That's a fair one. I mean, I wanted, like I said, I wanted so bad for it to be good, because I like superhero stories. I would love to see good superhero stories on TV, which is why I enjoyed the first season of Heroes so much, because it was really good in my book. And Season uh, one was great. That's why I said the first season of Heroes. And then, <laughs> that's another yeah. one I clung to for far too long, and I watched Heroes up until the very end, thinking, it's got to get better. This used to be so good. It can get better, and it got shittier, and I got angrier. When a show makes me angry is when I... Well, I was going to say it was when I stopped watching, but no, I still watch Lost. I watched the whole thing of Lost. I watched Once Upon a Time, and, you know. So never I like mind, I can't, I can't detest. It's so much filler. Like, I really wish Lost they would... Especially. They showed a, what they should do with Once Upon a Time is not have 22 episodes per season. Just cut it down to 12 and kill out all that extra filler, and they would have a fantastic show. But there's so much filler in there that I just get bored. Like, I want them to progress the story quicker. That's true, and you're an actual reviewer of Once Upon a Time. I am. I am. See? But so I'm you- not anymore. I, I actually gave up that show <laughs> as one of the shows <laughs> I reviewed. I now do just Dexter and True Blood. I gave up Once Upon a Time. So I couldn't watch it anymore. You can't be objective if you just hate it. 
it's hard to be objective if you just hate the and show. And that's why people don't watch our show. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'm going to go cry in a corner. And play Borderlands. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> I like Borderlands. But, hey, you gave me a great segue there talking Borderlands. Let's go in to our Rumble Pit this week. Uh, let's get ready to did not advertise it because I screwed up, but the Rumble Pit this it's week a, was the main characters from Borderlands 1 taking on the main characters from Borderlands 2 in a Battle Royale team fight. I thought about this one a whole lot. A whole lot. Then I'm going to kick it over to you, Anahang, because I only have a few thoughts on this one. All in all, uh, here I break it down. It needs to be pretty rough. Um, when you put each character versus their, their counterpart, when you put Mordecai versus Zero... Hands down, Mordecai wins because of the bird. Yes. Um, Zero doesn't have an answer for the bird. Even though he has deception, the bird will still end up getting him. But when you put Axton versus Roland, Axton will win because his turrets are better. It always comes down to action skills here. Uh, Maya versus uh, Lilith is a really, really tough one. The phase well, lock okay. is amazing, but phase walking will allow her to get around and also do an immense amount of damage to her. That mm-hmm. and Lilith is far more badass in Borderlands 2 than what she well, was we in Borderlands. We were talking 1. about Borderlands 2, are we? He's gonna kick you in the head. <laughs> that will be how we meet. Lilith. Um, and then that with one. uh, the Zerker, Salvador versus Brick, hands down, Salvador will win. <laughs> He's got two guns, and he can run away from Brick. <laughs> That's true. The the uh, problem. Okay, so I haven't played the Gunzerker at all because that's the only character I have not yet played. Oh my god, I can put out so many bullets, so many bullets. Um, He's very upset with you. I know, but I'm I'm a siren, as you can see by my my lower third here. Um, well, that's my mate as a siren. But anyways, uh, the the thing that I see with the Gunzerker is that he's quite short, and yes. therefore has stubby legs, and. Um, he doesn't run as quickly, which surprisingly for a big guy, Brick runs fairly quickly and uh, can get a lot of, of damage done, If you, especially if you uh, elemental equip his fists for the punching and the berserking and shit. So I think uh, on that note, I think you could actually put the argument out there that Brick could, in fact, catch Salvador and just punch him to death. He's a bigger dude, too, if I recall correctly. Brick is huge, yeah. But I, I think bef- in, in the time it would take him to get there, the amount of damage that Salvador can put out is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he does, even though he does have short legs, in the gaming world, they all move at the same speed. Yeah, that's true. I mean, my so is thought- Borderlands like a first-person shooter? Or? It's, it's, it's an FPS RPG meld. Yes. Okay. It's, it's, it's the the best way to describe the things that it I like about Diablo meets Skyrim. That's actually a fair statement. It's a lot of loot yeah. grabbing like you'd have in Diablo, and a lot of gameplay. Yeah, I like that. But it's irreverent though. They don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, it's a big. It's a lot of jokes in it. it it's a lot was, of bro bro humor. I think yeah. is the appropriate way. When to I was put comparing that. the soldier like Roland to uh, the commando. The turret is no contest. The commando turret is about ten times better. 
because it can actually go and spin 360 degrees and shoot things behind it. Yeah, that's the it can shoot things, and you can get two of them later on. Yeah, and it can shoot rockets, and it can shoot all sorts of other extra stuff. And it seems I like the way the skill trees are further refined in Borderlands too. So I think it's it's more possible for your characters to be more powerful in two than they were in one. I mean, without getting into spoilers, I mean, you kind of know who would end up winning because they kind of hinted that in the game. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I personally believe it would come down to uh, Axton and uh, the Gunzerker versus Lilith and um, Mordecai. And when mm-hmm. you, that would be the tough one there. And uh, I think in the end, though, Lilith would be the last one alive. I do, too. Her, her um, abilities are different enough that they can't really touch her if she does it right. It, I think that all depends on how what what skill tree you go with though too, because you can really have a weak phase walk. Like, you really can't, and you can just go with her. You can level up her her shooting skills, her melee, and just leave the phase walk completely alone. Um, so if she if you have a le- really weak leveled phase lock phase walk, not phase lock. Sorry, playing two. Uh, Maya is confusing me now. Um, <laughs> if you have a really weak phase walk, it's not going to matter. You could just shift to another dimension for, I think, the original phase walk. You can only go three seconds. That's not going to do much for you, especially if Mordecai has... Well, I mean, Mordecai would be on the same team as her. But, I mean, with Axton's turret, you could really do some damage if it's only gone, yeah. if she's only gone for three seconds. Axton's turret is ridiculously awesome. That's why I play as him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'll know, the honest. phase lock as a siren is pretty fantastic. You can do some massive damage with that with that phase lock. Anyways. I don't know, my vote is the Borderlands 2 guys win a narrow, win a narrow fight in the end. I think Lilith is going to be the major player. I just, I don't know, I th- I'm going Borderlands 2 in a very, very narrow edge. I'm trying not, uh, without being spoilerly, I'll I, take my I headphones off if you want to talk spoilers. No, I, I, okay. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Lilith. In the end, so you're going Borderlands one. Mm-hmm. Are you going okay. because? Of, are you going that because of her enhanced abilities in Borderlands two? No, but um, I just I, I just try not to say spoilers of things that happened. Um, okay. Well, I don't. I yeah, just never mind. <laughs> this is why I'm thinking about it. But um, in the end, though, I think you know Lilith, because uh, I assumed all of them would use their action skills because that's where. Um, their differences and where their usefulness comes in. So I was assuming, you know, a highly action skill uh, surrounded build, which mm-hmm. is why I said Mordecai and his bird would be a major player. Because if you don't That's spec true. for that bird, he's worthless. That yeah. bird is fantastic if you spec it right. Oh God, I, that's what I did in the first game. I I had Lilith and um, Mordecai as my two players for for Borderlands One. And if you spec that bird right, you spec your phase walk right. That shit is amazing. So yeah, I, I'm going to go with Borderlands 1 because of Lilith. Okay, so we've got... Uh, it's a split vote, Naki. You're the deciding factor. Because awesome. I don't think Jay's played the game. He's sitting here going, what the hell are you guys talking I'm, about? I'm afraid, I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> I, I have not enough information to make a rational judgment on the matter. That is a fair abstention I'll let Naki voting. be the tiebreaker here. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Pressure's on, Naki. Pressure's on. Only, oh, fuck. That's and I'm the real fangirl of all this, People too. can't get mad at you. <laughs> I know. Okay, so Borderlands 1, you got 
fuck. Okay, you got Mordecai with his crazy ass bird. <laughs> you got Lilith with her phase walking. You got Brick with the punching of death. Oh my god, the punching's amazing. Of death. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. And then um, you got Roland. I, I never played as Roland. I, I'm not a turret person. Which is what I'm having the problem with 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 leveling an accident character right now. Because I'm like sitting here like, oh fuck, I got this turret, I gotta level up. But anyways, um, shit. Okay, uh, accident would take out Roland, um, turret wise. Um, I think, I, and I I I don't think I'm leveled enough with zero to make a fair assumption as to if. Mordecai could kill him with just the bird because his action trees, his catalyst action tree, it's not called catalyst, the siren is called catalyst, uh, the red action tree for zero looks like it can, you could really get some, some deadly strikes in there. So, and he can, and he speeds up, which is what I wonder if his speed could top Mordecai's blood wing. Um, That's a good point. I think Lilith overtakes Maya with the phase lock. Um, as much as I enjoy the phase lock, as more useful I think the phase lock is, I think the phase lock would overtake, especially if you if it's powered so that every time she comes in and out of the phase lock, she sets off a Nova Burst and kills everything around her. Uh, if we're going that route, Especially since Lilith. Maya actually has to hit her with the phase lock for it to be useful. Right. I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking Lilith would take her uh, siren wise, and then I'm still giving it to Brick over Gunzerker, and that's and again that's my I haven't played the Gunzerker yet, so I'm not sure. Um, I played as Brick, so I know. Um, shit. <laughs> I am split completely down the middle. I think if you took two you elements of Borderlands one and two elements of Borderlands two, you get one awesome team right there. Um, so what you have like you have Brick and Lilith versus versus uh, Zero and you look really Axton. conflicted over this right now. It entertains what me. What your heart tell you? Uh, to put both the teams together and make one super team. <laughs> <laughs> but that is not a rule in the Rumble Pit. I'm, you know what, knowing, and I think it. Uh, I'm gonna fall again to to Adahay's side and do the phase lock, which just wipe everything out. I'm gonna give it to Borderlands One. Okay. So score two to one, Borderlands one. All because of Lilith. Borderlands two. Yeah, <laughs> all because of Lilith. Yeah, she is I just can't agree with level. that. Hey, so <laughs> she she is a bitch to level in Borderlands one, guys. I mean, like yeah. she she's a pain in the fucking ass to level. Yeah. But once she is leveled, she's Bits amazing. Needs to follow orders, what she needs to do. So oh, yeah. all right, YouTubers. One, let us know if you agree, disagree with us on that in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter, things like that. I will share next week's matchup. We're going with a comic classic because it's a fun one to do. We're going to take Superman and have him fight the Hulk. Oh, God. 
Ooh. <laughs> on, a, on a crazy that's side note. battle there. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's an old one. <laughs> on a, on I'm a going crazy classic. Side note here. Um, this is my own conspiracy theory. Um, did anyone think that the vault and even the symbolization of the vault is kind of a play at the, the Freemasons and their hidden treasure? It's a vagina. That's what well, the, it is. It's a vagina monster. Well, no, not not what was in the vault, but I mean the symbolism. <laughs> the and, you know, looking for this hidden vault and whatnot. I, I it's something I pulled up because I was like, it kind of looks like the Freemason symbol, and then you know you're hunting for this treasure hidden by people a long time ago, and uh, it made me think it's like a, a weird play on you know Freemasons. Hmm. That's a good. Point. I didn't anyways, think of it that, that way. I could see it. Yeah. Well, let's let's go into the part of the show that's one of Adahe's favorites. Let's talk about the world of gaming, and we'll go to our gaming expert here. What does he want to talk first, Adahe? What is on your mind about gaming? Uh, Borderlands. Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't really talked it then. Let's get some initial impressions on Borderlands 2, since we uh, keep talking about it in the last Street, show and this show. The Wall Street Journal guy is retarded. Um <laughs> Uh, my my right now my Minecraft server is maxed out on the amount of players who can sign on to it. Is that news to anyone? Um, that's just that's just we need to throw confetti at you. Let's see here. Then you can clean it up. Okay, Borderlands. Uh, Gunzerker's awesome. Everyone should play him because it's so satisfying just to rape things with a couple guns. There are so many Easter eggs. I don't want to spoil any of them, but some of them have already been spoiled for people. So many Easter eggs. So pay attention when you're killing things, the names of them. And also keep in mind that there's also a little bit... Sometimes you have to do things to get said Easter eggs to pop out. Like specifically, the Ninja Turtle Easter egg. That's all I'm going to say. Ninja That's Turtle awesome. Easter egg. The, um, in, in the first five-minute clap, Claptrap says Alonzi, and I flip the fuck out. There's a <laughs> yeah, Doctor Who fan right there. Yeah. Also, when you meet Tiny Tina, she's the fucking shit. <laughs> Crumpocalypse! <laughs> gonna eat so many crumpets. <laughs> and I, I killed all the boner farts, guys. Farts. Guys, I killed all the boner farts. I love the name of that creature, the boner fart. <laughs> I wanted to not finish the quest. I just wanted to play the rest of the game and never kill anymore. <laughs> and have them all be called boner farts forever. Badass boner fart. <laughs> Bad mother boner fart. Oh, come on, why not? Um, the game is so much fun. Um, I'm almost done. Like, oh my god. Not, I don't want to like talk of spoilers at all because th- these noobs haven't done it yet. But hey, uh, shut your face hole. <laughs> Oh my God, it's it's good. Maybe I, maybe we can talk spoilers next week, and I'll talk more about it next week. Other okay. than that, what what in gaming did you want to talk about? Well, let's talk. We were talking Borderlands. There was some news about the DLC. Like they're putting on a season pass and all that. But mm-hmm. I guess I already they, bought it. I haven't bought it yet. But they were asking for more information about some of the expansion of DLC. And one of the guys at Gearbox dropped a hint about what one of the DLC packs could be. The Star Wars one. He goes, I want fans to think Star Wars Return of the Jedi. I've always wanted to ride a sail barge and drive a sand skiff. <laughs> so, if we can have, like, Star Wars influence DLC, 
Hells yes. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I think all four DLCs are going to be campaign based this time around. Uh, mm-hmm. Possibly also adding in a character is what they've hinted at. Well, um, that one is that one's the automatic. You got the, mic, the well, if you were part of the premier club, you get the necromancer. Yeah, free. the necromancer for free. But they actually mentioned in one of the other interviews I read that the other DLCs could also come with a character. You get a campaign and a new character because they have it built in to add in more characters now. So. Uh, oh, oh, before I forget, speaking of new characters in the Borderlands universe, how awesome is Hammerlock? Because I fucking love Hammerlock, not going to lie. Right okay. this, this doesn't bother me. I don't care either way. But um, there's a lot of homosexuals in Borderlands too. I don't care. I don't know why they did it. I'm wondering if they did it for publicity or if they did it to bother people. I don't care. Or if they did it because I thought it was funny as hell. <laughs> I thought it was funny as hell. It's like if you ever want to see your wife again, like wait a minute, she's a she's a, she's a, oh, <laughs> and then uh, Hammerlock. I enjoyed Hammerlock. He's in the Hammer- very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Then you find out later on that he has a boyfriend. Mm, nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. It's just I thought it was funny that they put, especially since there's been so much, you know gay issues in the news recently that they put so much of it through their game like they were just legitimately trying to piss people off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, think we're awesome. bored. I think we're boring, Jay. Somebody <laughs> hit him. No, not at all. I'm just, I'm just listening. In. Well, I'm cool. I've got one here. Well, what's your initial thoughts on Borderlands 2, Naki? You haven't said much on it. I'm chiming in on what Adahe was saying. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I haven't gotten to play as much as everyone seems to think I have, which I enjoyed the Twitter conversation of how many hours <laughs> have I logged. Uh, last, according to Raptor, I only I logged 24 hours this week, but there's more than that because they didn't log all of my achievements. So noob, little, little. I'm a little miffed because uh, it looks like I haven't played as much as I have. My my tired like eyes. Honestly, I like, uh, on this one, I love how they did the co-op, though. I mean, you could just drop into anyone's game if they're on there. It makes a, it so much easier. Here's the only problem I have with Borderlands 2. It's really not aimed for a single player at all. It's really ge- it's really geared around having three, four players on at a time, yeah. which is fine. But I, um, I do prefer solo gaming at times just because, you know, I use video games as my way to calm down from the world and whatnot. Um, so when I do solo oh. missions or stuff on my own, I, I'd like there. to. Sorry. I'd like to just you know play, but it turns out with Borderlands too, it really is geared that you have to have other players with you at most times. Sure. I've enjoyed it. And I did my marathon run through Borderlands one, so yeah. I'm Borderlands. I'm getting Borderlands out. But uh, I don't know. I've right now I'm at 65 hours played and 30 out of 50 achievements. So Damn. as of well, last night before I went to bed, I was actually the number one ranked player on Raptor. Wow! I've fallen. I've fallen <laughs> since then. That's because you're but doing this right now. We got it. We got to do. We got to end this podcast hours. right now. Later, guys. Yeah, 65 <laughs> hours, and it came out Tuesday. 12:01 a.m. See, I had to. I had to go to work. And I, did too. I had to go to work and I had to podcast, so I didn't get to play until Wednesday. <laughs> Suckers. Oh, what? Well, well, let's talk about your favorite company for a second, Josh. Or oh, no, no, fuck you. Did you see that EA slash Bioware has officially announced Dragon Age 3? 
I heard about that. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm excited because I just started playing the don't, Dragon Age. Games. Don't get excited because you know it's, better. Yeah, well, know here's the I reason not better, to get excited. Because I set up these two stories work off each other. At the same time this happened, the two founders of Bioware, whose names I'm going to absolutely horribly butcher, Drs. Ray Muzaika and Dr. Gray, Greg Zeschik, they both announced their retirement from Bioware. Yep. I.e. the guys that were the creative influence and minds between all the original Bioware games and set the company on its track. EA had retained them for a while, but they have retired and said that they will not be doing video games for quite a time, if at all. And that there's happens. a lot of people on the internet who are theorizing and conspiracy theorizing that they were forced out. So I'm putting a conspiracy theory out there for you, Adahe. Were the, were the doctors forced out, or is this just that they want to go off and do something else? I figure they're tired of them, of uh, working under EA and have just left. I don't think they were forced out. They just didn't want their shit ruined anymore. I think that could be part of it. At the same time, though, when you go and look at these guys' history, is they like to go and do random things. I mean, originally they were doctors, and then they said, well, let's make video games. They went and made video games for 10 years or so, 10, yeah. 12 years. So it could be they just got the itch to do something else, just looking at what they've done in life. They're, I think the right term would be modern-day renaissance men, <laughs> almost. Possibly. But I don't think they were forced out under any means. I, I don't mean, think they were either, and I don't like seeing those stories on the web where they're like, oh, they just forced these guys out. Because I, I talked about it in my column on 411. I was like, a lot of people want to think that because they automatically want to believe the EA is the worst company in the world, that they're terrible. They I said, are. Look at these, well, that's not here nor there. <laughs> I said, look at these guys' history. They like to go and do different things. They do. Let's see. Uh one I wanted to mention in gaming, we'll burn through a few of these. Halo 4 is 99% complete. So did you squeal like a little girl when you read that? I or? did not squeal like a little girl because I still have to wait until October or November for that game. So I still have time to wait. I'm still waiting for the little girl squee, regardless. And squee? Does that work? No. <laughs> oh. Oh. Fuck. You gotta get all high-pitched. Go yeah, that's right. I just you do that again. Everybody go down. No. <laughs> that was at one twenty-three thirty. For those of you keeping track that want it in the next intro for the show. <laughs> I do. I okay. So if you guys have ever gamed with me on Xbox or even now on Steam, because I can game on Steam now, guys, I make a lot of weird noises while I play because I no. just like making up. Shut the fuck up. I, and I swear a lot. No. I swear a lot, and I make a lot of weird noises because I just like sitting here like I get I get bored with just watching graphics and I have the attention span of a five-year-old as I talked about watching Spongebob and Adventure Time and that shit. So, <laughs> you know, I just sit there and I like making weird noises. So doing these things is pretty uh, normal for me. Also, also uh, I was serenading people the other night. I was singing... Um, uh, too Close from Alex Clare, I think the name of, is his name, and I was also rickrolling people who would just randomly pop in my game, and I was singing Never Gonna Give You Up. Never Gonna Let You Down. The other day. This is what I do, people. I'm sorry. Let's see. Do you have any other major stuff you want to talk about in gaming? Because I'm just going to burn through a couple of our different categories as we start wrapping things up. Do it. All right. Do what you want this was an interesting one I saw, and I wish I'd seen it last week to talk to Peter more about it too, is that uh, Marissa Meyer, who's the new CEO of Yahoo, who came from Google, has just sent a memo out to all of the employees at Yahoo that they will be receiving a free smartphone, either an iPhone, an Android phone, 
or a Windows Phone 8, plus the company will be picking up the tab for the phone and data plan. And notice the one omission from that being BlackBerry. Is this just further proof that BlackBerry's going down the crapper? Uh, I thought we already knew that. Uh, I figured that was like years ago. I agree. But I thought this was a little nice twist on things that they're not doing anymore, plus the fact that they're almost making Yahoo more Google-like, giving away more free stuff to employees. We're not I would, I would tech like, experts here. I just think it's a cool story. And it's a it's a good it's a cool story, but um, the um, oh damn it! I had a turn of thought and I got distracted by looking at Twitter. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it's a really nice gesture, regardless if they're trying to be like Google if, or whatever. You know, it's still a nice gesture, and I wouldn't mind somebody paying for my data plan. You know. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I think regardless of the intent behind it, it's still nice to be wanted by your by your employer as someone who is unemployed because of such things. Sad face, tears. (laughs) (laughs) QQ. One day I'll be internet famous, guys. I doubt it. I'm Twitter famous. I'm Twitter famous, bitches. <laughs> That'll be great until Twitter dies off in two years and stops being popular. Aww. Aww. It's basically true. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's talk a couple comic book stories that we've had sitting here for a while. It was announced in the solicitations coming up that Amazing Spider-Man 700 is the final issue of the series. <laughs> Yep. It's now, Marvel's not reboot reboot. Exactly. It's their excuse to sell number ones in a cash grab. Where nothing changes except the yep. number of the book. I was gonna say a drink. Yeah, exactly. Well they're doing some interesting things. I mean, after just going through this A versus X whole thing, all of a sudden they're gonna make them one game. We got the uncanny Avengers. Like mm-hmm. way to go from one Have any of you guys been reading another, you know? Yeah, have any of you guys been reading AVX? I'm unfortunately poor. Okay. Well, last week when issue 11 yeah, came I've been out, reading. Were, were any of you guys spoiled before you even had a chance to pick up the book from your local comic book store? Poor. I, okay, well, let me give a little backstory. Last Wednesday, when the book came out, Marvel had already had press releases in everyone's inboxes by 9 a.m. that morning talking about the death of a major character and naming said major character in the press release before you could even go and pick up the damn book. I've heard that they've been doing that a lot, and I think you were actually the one talking to me about that at one point, that that the press releases have just gotten ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. I think this might be the right time for it. I'm going super dick mode on this. Warning! Warning! You are now entering Super Super Dick Mode! In regards to just the way comics are handled with these mega events anymore, is that it's great that these summer events happen. When it first started happening, things like House of M and things like that, it was a great novel concept. But you start going, each year there's another mega event, another mega event. We're going to shake everything up. We're going to lead into new number ones. We're going to make new teams. We're going to kill people. But none of it ever sticks. And then you've got this matter of all these guys that are writing their own book trying to tell their own stories. They basically have nine issues to write their story because they have to have three tie-in issues to this mega event. 
it's getting to the point where these super mega summer events are becoming nothing more than come buy our books. We're doing this crazy event, but nothing is really going to change after about a year or two. It'll all go back to the way it was. And it frustrates the crap out of me. And it's, it's becoming more obvious how much of a money business this is when you start getting press releases about character deaths before you as the fan even has a chance to go and read the book. They're more worried about making sure there's a story in the paper talking about the death of a major character before their customers who've been buying the books for years get a chance to even go and read it. I mean, example, Professor Xavier dies in AVX 11. They issue a press release at 9 a.m. that morning. Go back to Civil War in 2007 when Spider-Man unmasks. It's on the cover of USA Today the day the book comes out. So if you pick up the USA Today, you're spoiled. You already know Spider-Man's going to unmask. It, it's getting crazy. Don't spoil your fans. It's great if you want to have these events, these efforts. Get the press releases out after the event happens. Maybe you'll miss a day of a press cycle. Who? And I understand why that sucks for you money-wise, but for a fan, don't spoil us. And so ends my super dick mode. Comments? <laughs> I agree to with you for okay. to a point. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead, Jay. It, yeah, it's um, yeah to a point, but I think a, a part of it may be, I think that situation might have happened, because if you think like 9 a.m. the next morning, even though we know as like comic readers and stuff, that's a little early, but still, by 9 a.m., I could, people are always fighting leaks. I mean, everything out before it happens on the internet now. For that not to have actually gotten out before the press release did, I'm kind of surprised in a way. Well, I think so, part, part I see it, your point, but I think part might be everybody's trying to beat the internet today, you know? That's true. I mean, but to be honest, the reason Professor Xavier's death probably didn't leak out is because he just died in 2008, so it's really not that new a concept. They'd already killed him and resurrected him. <laughs> I think the, the, the issue isn't necessarily, you know, the stuff for the fans and things like that. I think... Uh, I think what they... When they do the press releases like that, they send it to companies that they don't think will publish it right away. Well, let, let me rephrase. Let me give a little background on that before you go. Is they sent this press release out via email to a bunch of people, like different like website writers and stuff, even by nine a.m. that morning. So it wasn't just like the printed media they went to. Okay. So like people that run different comic websites had received that. I mean, and you can't very well not talk about a press release you received from Marvel. It's kind of hard. Right. I got spoiled I mean, on Twitter could... that day by 11 a.m. I was going to say, it still comes up to the to the people who are actually writing it. It's up to them from that point on. Marvel can send out the press releases whenever they want. It's up to the people who are writing the press if they want to actually report on it. Though. But come on, you know if you send it out, they're going to report on it. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people send out press releases for things all the time. I get press I think releases the whole, all the time. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just blanked out on what the hell I was going to say, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the whole big deal, even, that is being made, it didn't seem like much of a... It's an obvious, not real, not real death in comic book, you know? Like, mm -hmm. he, he gets all, like, you know, grayed over and... Or whatever, which we've seen that happen so many times. I'm surprised anybody's making a hoopla. Like it's almost like you know he's gonna be back before he died. You know, well, that's, I that's almost was like, really? Do you really think he's dead? That seems to be my immediate reaction nowadays. You know, that's the other problem. So with it's not that excited about it. Well, they don't stick for long. How long did Johnny Storm stay dead for? Less than a year, when they killed him in Fantastic Four. 
things like that. Death is just a way to get a bump in sales until you resurrect them and get a bump in sales again. And maybe I'm being mm-hmm. overly cynical. Actually, I probably am being overly cynical. <laughs> so then, so the the Hawkman, or why did I say Hawkman? The gay marriage in the X Men universe would was that a bump in sales, or did yes. you think that? that okay. Well, the bump in sales, but the, but keep in mind, North Star has been gay for years. Um. So I think it was a well-intentioned bump in sales. I do too. Yeah. It was more of an organic development versus, and it's going to sound like I'm ripping on DC, and maybe I am a little bit. Versus, as soon as Marvel announced the gay marriage, then DC announced, oh, we have a major character who's going to be gay, and made it Green Lantern from Earth Two. And then they changed his whole backstory. Well, they changed his backstory to make him gay in the reboot, because originally right. it was his son that was gay. Alan Scott is now the is Green Lantern who we're referencing who is gay yeah. in the current DC books. At least, so, at least Captain Canada has been gay for years. Who? North Star. Captain oh, okay. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was like, what the crap? <laughs> I had to think for a second. I'm like, why is who's Captain Canada? Is this some someone I? It's North Star. It, it, I don't know. It, it's just I was always what I kind of viewed him as was like Canada's Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who? Cap the what's his name? Alpha Flight guy there. Um. Oh, crap. Terrible. The Alpha Vindicator. vindicator. Yes, yeah, Vindicator. vindicator. What's her name? Uh, can... Gar- no, was it Guardian? I can't remember. I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> Speak as you may. Wolverine is a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, they haven't retconned that yet. <laughs> we only need to claim that one superhero is Canadian because he's Wolverine. <laughs> let, 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 uh, brain fart. What was I going to talk about? I forgot. <laughs> that one guy with the thing and the stuff, and he did that thing. You know, that guy. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, I just got a complete brain fart. Someone please come up with a topic. <laughs> Hey, look, show notes. Um, <laughs> hey, did you guys see that they made a Lego Hobbiton? Because that's pretty awesome. Well, tell us about it. it it's a that Lego is Hobbiton. pretty awesome. I don't, I don't know what else you want me to say about <laughs> Describe it. Describe it for our audio <laughs> listeners. Your <laughs> in-detail description. Well, Visually see, make me see it. They used these Lego blocks, and they created <laughs> Hobbiton. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> it looks like Hobbiton if it was the... done with Legos. <laughs> now we know why we're amateurs. <laughs> so the hills are all like green Lego. Yes, they use like they use little they use a the little green Lego like they actually built the 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 ground and everything with the Lego bricks. Um, they didn't use like the flat panel stupid things mm-hmm. that I hated ever so much. Um, and the. The detail in it is actually really extraordinary. They did, and they do. They do the sets and stuff like that all the time. And you know, you don't see. Um, but they actually have Gandalf walking in with the with the fireworks. You know, as in the first scene of uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, they have the. Uh, they're setting up for Bilbo's birthday and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, you got to remember, I don't like Lord of the Rings that much, so I probably wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> it's true. The so, movie's about walking, remember? Uh, but there's dragons. Um, and walking. And dragons. 
Do I have to walk to see the dragons? Maybe. They actually built the inside of Bilbo's house, too, which was really cool. Okay, that's pretty cool. I like Legos. This is impressive, then. Uh... Yeah, it, it looks really. It, it look it's the amount of detail that they put into it and everything. Um, I I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's on the Mary Sue. They did a. It's also on Tumblr and Facebook and stuff like that. But I recommend checking it out because it, it's actually really well done. Sweet. Um. Do Do you have the uh, Loki and Thor snuggle blanket? I want that snuggle blanket. <laughs> So you can make a sandwich with them? You can be the meat of the sandwich between them? Oh, God, that would be the greatest sandwich ever. What do we have? Never mind, go ahead. Before you get too dirty with this. I wasn't getting dirty. Hey, my mind already does all the I was just making suggestive comments. Uh Uh-huh. Ryan, who has graced us with his presence on the YouTubes, um, says he agrees with you on the uh, on your super dick mode. Um, I just read World War Hulk and everything was great up until the end when everything just sort of reset. Exactly. The, irony of the, the irony of these press releases is that I just got back from reading single issues because I liked getting the small episodic reveals every month rather than waiting for the trades. I like single issues in some cases. I miss one-shots. I always like the one-shots. I miss Elseworld things, like the what-if books that Marvel did and things like that. Those were awesome. Agreed. I, right. I don't... Yeah, what-if was crazy back in the day. Yeah. I don't right. get to read comics as much anymore. That makes me sad. Question for you, Jay. You read comics, right? I'm, that's the impression I'm getting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you ever read... Uh, you ever heard of Star Wars Infinities? Yes, I have. That's what was... Those are awesome, some of the Infinities things yeah. they do. Yeah, it all stems, uh, the whole series stems off of what if Luke hadn't blown up Death Star. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's pretty fun. Some weird stuff happens in the timeline. Han and Chewie end up being the ones that meet Yoda on Dagobah. It's That's cool. Some weird things they did with the story, but it's cool. I like that. That's actually really cool. So how do you read your comics? What, or rather, what do you think about digital comics? Um, I love digital comics for certain purposes, like maybe something I don't necessarily want to buy to add to having more you know, bulk yeah. or uh, maybe wanting to buy like a series that I want to keep on. I like comic readers a lot, like being able to read it online can go real quick if you got to catch up on like a series. People like, say someone wants to come into Walking Dead and they're like, I just want to read them all quick, right? That's how I got so Walking Dead. you sit down and read a hundred issues. Yeah, and half the time you can if you actually have to hunt down the books. But if you're, I do like being like episodic as we're going with like my current titles. You know, like I can't wait to pick up my Batman week. You know, I love yeah. to see what happens next. You know, so yeah, something to be said for the... both. It's, it's so nice having the feel of a comic book in your hand. You know, yeah, I'm in about the same boat. I agree that digital has its place in a lot of cases for me. It's like catch up or reading something I normally wouldn't because like I got all of the Walking Dead basically digital because Comicsology did a huge sale right before Walking Dead 100, and that's how I'm getting caught up. I haven't finally caught up all the way yet, but right now on Comicsology, you can actually download the first issue of the Borderlands comic for free. I, I, did I was just going to mention that. It's actually an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah Comicsology is great. They are good, yeah. I need Comixology on my dad's iPad so I can read that. Cause it's all about it's Roland. The, yeah, yeah, it's the origin story of Roland. The next one is Lilith, which is the one I'm super excited for. That one will be not free, I imagine. But 
Probably not, okay. but... It would probably include gratuitous bikini shots or something like that. <laughs> probably. Suck your yourselves, face, right? Your face is a gratuitous bikini shot. Oh my. Scandalous. Yeah. Uh, Game. I went there. Well, we're we're starting to wrap up, guys. Let's wrap up with just our regular bit of uh, what we're into. It's that special time where we tell you what we're doing this week. Well, that's an easy question. Yeah, I, I kind of figured it would be. So let's let's start with Adahe and see if we can be surprised by what he's into. <sighs> Are you taking a moment to collect yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, actually, I, I played a little bit of Saints Row the Third. That's not Borderlands. Um, and what was the reason you described for me for why you wanted to play Saints Row the Third in the pre-show? <laughs> well, it's free to play, and uh, right this weekend on Steam. Yeah, so what I was the real reason? <laughs> and uh, it's it's always fun to beat up hookers with a giant purple dildo. <laughs> Who doesn't like beating up hookers with a giant <laughs> purple dildo? You know, the whole reason I asked you that is because I want that for the new show intro. <laughs> 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 anyway, other than that, Borderlands. Lots of Borderlands too. Um, yeah. Hopefully, freaking the dude I've been playing with gets back online soon, so we can finish the damn game. I'm like, right there. I, I, I could like say so many things and just ruin you guys, and you'll hate me so much. And I'm I've so tempted to. No, Ada, hey, be a good button. person. <laughs> be a good person, Ada, hey. Do the right <laughs> thing. All right, it's not so, in my being. I can't do that. <laughs> so like we all figured, Adahe is playing a lot of Borderlands 2. Let me go on a limb here, Naki, and guess that Borderlands 2 is a lot of what you've got coming up this week <laughs> and have that, been doing for the past week. Um, um, yeah, I can't even fake it. Um, I have <laughs> Borderlands 2 like mad. Um, I, I've... I've been playing Borderlands like crazy, like even before this this came out. So you know that didn't help things at all. <laughs> um, outside of Borderlands life, I have been. Or uh, I just rewatched Battle Royale last night because I read the book. And you know what? As someone who has who saw the movie before reading the book, I'm still going to say, read the book. It's a it's a monster. It's a big book. But you know what? It's it's worth it. It's, it gives you so much more story, and it's less, you know, romance and crap than it is in the movie. Um, I also went and took my nephew to see Finding Nemo in 3D because I'm a nice aunt who took herself away from Borderlands 2 to go see Finding Nemo, which I've seen 9 million times and still have apparently the dialogue memorized. Um, other than that, this week... Will probably a lot of, be a lot of Borderlands 2. If you hop into my game, I will sing for you. I will also probably laugh at myself as I probably will fall off cliffs. And um, Mikey Newman, who is one of the Gearbox creators, um, he's the creative champion, I think is, is his official title, uh, hopped into my game right as I drowned, which how many of you have drowned out there? I think I'm the only one. So... Um, for you watching Ridiculous Ways to Die and things like that, I'm your girl. All right. Well, Jay, obviously you're probably not going to be playing Borderlands 2, I'm guessing, but what have you been into and what are you getting into for the week ahead? I think we lost him. Um, well, oh, lately i got a lot of comics to catch up on, uh, uh, catch reading up on, but I've been working hard to have the time at this whole junk food podcast network thing. So, uh, 
you know, we still got a few little tweaks and uh, this and that to do, but uh, very soon. You can follow it on Twitter at Junk Food Podcast. Podcasts all located in one beautiful central area where uh, you can explore and I'm sure find something for you. So that's, so that's all I've been really trying to get going lately, you know. Okay. That and get my catch up and raising a two-year-old. So <laughs> All things that will keep yeah. you busy, I'm sure. My As, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a busy life, but it's a fun life, you know? It's all worth it, so... It's gotta be. As for myself, I have been playing Borderlands 2, like everyone else, and I've also been doing podcasting. I did a three-day three in a row's worth of podcasting last week, which was kind of fun. We did our show on Sunday, and then on Monday, I was on uh, the Fanboy Buzz Talking Comics, which was a lot of fun. That episode should be out now, so if you guys have a chance, swing on by and listen to the Fanboy Buzz latest episode. It was a lot of fun to be on, and it's one of my favorite comic podcasts. Then I sat down to record an episode of Hybrid Interests on Tuesday night, which is part of the Points of Interest podcast group. was also a lot of fun, and we completely lost track of time as we were doing it, and I believe that's being edited right now and should be going up. So last week was a combination of podcasting yeah. and Borderlands, and this week is going to be Borderlands, and hopefully some... Oh, and Castle's back on Monday night, so I'll watch Castle. Borderlands! Borderlands, Borderlands, Borderlands. Oh, I'm gonna go. I gotta go watch Doctor Who this afternoon. I forgot about that. Even. Oh, I, I have I have that taped. Like, yeah. Okay, you're a Doctor Who fan. How do you feel about this this season so far? I'm loving it so far. Uh, Are you really? Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's it. great. I love the adventure. I love the fact that he's back to kind of being. Uh, he's down the down low again. You know. I, How can you be bored with it? There's only been two episodes. Hurry. I okay. <laughs> Again, as I, f- I feel as if I c- if I can be distracted during an episode, I don't think it's a good thing. The Dalek episode, I got distracted very easily. Uh, this last episode, not this, not yesterday's episode because I haven't watched it yet. But the uh, the South, the the Western episode had some really good points, especially like when they're talking about how he's traveling alone and stuff like that. Um, it had some really good points, but I think they're really setting up for Rory and Amy's departure more than anything, and I, it, it's boring to me because I don't like oh, it. Oh, yeah, definitely. They'll, yeah, they'll be gone by the mid-season, and then they'll bring in the new companion, who I believe is, uh, I think it's what we met in the first episode, who was the Dalek guy. Yeah, which will be interesting how they bring her into it, because she's a Dalek. Yeah, well, as we know now, Daleks can make human versions of themselves or at least enter human bodies somehow and have a camera snout their head or whatever. So I'm sure they'll come up with some kind of excuse, you know? Right. Yeah. It'll be but interesting be, to see what they do. It's a big year. It's the 50th anniversary and everything, too. So I think they'll find a, quite a few little surprises. Yeah. Yeah, I think they will, too. And I wish they would bring back Stephen Moffat. I love Stephen Moffat. Did we lose him? I want stuff in the forest, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I think that about wraps us up. Anyone have any closing <laughs> thoughts they want to end with? Before Borderlands! I... Borderlands, indeed. Anyone else have any closing <laughs> thoughts aside from Borderlands as we wrap things up? Go to anelegantweapon.podbean.com and enjoy yourselves. Exactly. <laughs> and check out the Junk Food Podcast Network. <laughs> there you go. Well, folks, that... That wraps us up for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Just a reminder, we do stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
We put the uh, live YouTube channel link out on Twitter and on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at ATGN Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodandnerdy. If you have any comments about the show, hit us up in one of those ways, or you can call our Google Voice number, which is 304-806-ATGN. And I think that's... Oh, and you can also check us out on Stitcher Radio. I forgot all about that one. So until next week, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Have a good day. Have a good week, rather. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. If you want to know the up-to-the-minute happenings of the show, feel free to follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. The show can be found on Twitter at ATGN Podcast or on Facebook.com slash AllThingsGoodAndNerdy. If you have any comments or feedback, you can leave them either on Facebook or on Twitter, or you can hit us up at our voicemail number. Just call 304-806-ATGN and we'll get your message and we'll try and put it on the next show. Don't forget, the show streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We post the link on Twitter and on Facebook so you can watch us and chat with us while we discuss the happenings of the week. If you can't catch the show live on YouTube, feel free to check us out on the audio version. You can find us on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Just search for All Things Good and Nerdy and download the show. But if you don't want to use any of those services, just go to atgnpodcast.com and you can download the podcast directly from our website. That wraps up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.